Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move. If you're dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 23 years to five of America's top cities, I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. I help you develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. Traveling to explore your dreams has never been easier. Now let's get moving. Welcome to the show. Super excited for my guest today because we are talking about something that I had never heard about until we recorded a few weeks back and I was like, wait a second, time out. What is this? Today we are talking about rental arbitrage and I have my friend Kevin Bay Anderson uh, on the on the show with us today. So I know Kevin from high school. So we go, ooh, not that far back. I'll just, you know, we'll say a little back. way back. Um <laughs> Kevin and I have known each other a long time. I was a cheerleader with his sister, Nikki. We, um, we've just stayed friends through the years. Kevin has a lot of things behind his name. He is a fitness professional. He runs um, a gym called Hybrid Performance where he, they train uh, professional baseball players all the way down to like junior high kids. There is um, some elements that we're going to talk about, but when we recorded last time, he brought up rental arbitrage and I had never heard of it, but I'm not going to do your bio as much justice as you would. So give a little introduction, Kevin, and welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Good. So glad you had me on. Thank you. I know. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, I go by Kevin Bay. It's a little bit easier. We don't have to go into why, but it's just a lot easier to go by Kevin Bay. <laughs> uh, I have, like she said, um, a gym in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, we do professional baseball players all the way down to junior high. It's a baseball-focused facility. We recently opened a new location inside of a, a beautiful, beautiful baseball facility in Orange County, uh, Costa Mesa, uh, California. It's called the Clubhouse, but Hybrid is inside of there doing the same thing that we do out in Peoria. Um, but I got into the rental arbitrage business uh, as a pivot, more or less. Uh, I had a real estate company with my ex-wife. And after we had separated, I needed to find another way to get into real estate without having to worry about, you know, a giant down payment, 20%, you know, the rates are high. So it's just, it was tough. And I fell upon um, from research rental arbitrage. And what that is basically is uh, you find an owner that owns a unit that is renting it out long-term, say a year or two years or whatever. And you go and talk to them, uh, explain the value of what you do. Uh, this is the very abbreviated version of it. But yeah. you basically uh, tell them how you can help them have secured leases for them. And you then, in turn, short-term rent it on the, on the other side. So you can usually make between three and ten times the uh, rent or the mortgage from doing short-term as opposed to long-term. And then you can scale that because you can get into a place for as cheap as, you know, 1500 bucks or 2000 bucks. Um, and it just, it's for me, it was kind of a no brainer. It's difficult. It's not like uh, lightning in a bottle or something. It's not a gold right. rush, but right. if you put in some work and find good places and do your homework, it can be really, really, really good. Well, let's like start from the beginning. So sure. rental arbitrage, it's, you know, basically long-term, right? So you are signing a lease, right? For a year or two years or whatever they're requiring. Mm -hmm. 
you take on that risk of potentially not like you're paying that rent regardless mm -hmm. of whether you rent it out. Correct. But how do you like, what do you say to a landlord that you want to do this? Cause there are all kinds of things like you, you know, that you have to be able to do short-term leases in that area, right? Sometimes there's permits involved, right. things like right. that. So talk me through that. Cause I know on the last, uh, when we first started recording, we were talking about this, you were telling me that in the area that you're in, in California, um, there are some restrictions there. So let's talk through like what that looks like from the very beginning, if somebody wanted to get in, because it, it is really expensive to buy a house, right? You've got closing costs. You typically you know, want to put five to 20% down, like all of these things. And it's not feasible for everybody, especially if they just want to rent it out. Right. Correct. Correct. So, what does so that for me, like? buying is almost out of the question now, because I personally, my rule is I won't, I don't like paying PMI. I will not mm -hmm. pay PMI. Basically, it's like burning money. So I, if you can't put 20% down, I'm not buying it. So uh, what I did with this is, I, so my first place I found was, it was almost luck. I found a really good rented uh, cost place in Newport Beach. Okay. And turns out that the owner uh, had four units, uh, all the same price. And okay. I was like, well... I was looking, so you have to, you have to be research driven to do this because if you pick a bad place, you're going to be stuck with a money pit because yeah. it won't get rented and you're just going to be paying the rent every month and nobody's going to be in there. So I take weeks to figure out if it's the places that I found is going to be the one. I don't rush it. I don't be, oh, there's a great one. The rent's cheap. Right. I got to grab it. And then all of a right. sudden I'm kind of screwed. So I I'll cut the I'll cut the story a little bit shorter. So we agree over time to take all four units. Okay, uh, I go through the pictures. I do all the stuff. I go to put it on Airbnb. I also um, I also agreed and did a deal with them to buy at least one of them as like a for sale um, rent to own, okay. which is a sub two. It's something that we kind of talked about earlier, but it's too long to go into. But I, I potentially was going to buy one of the four at least. Okay? okay. And so I go through the process of Airbnb and all this stuff. I got a, um, a, a city, a state permit to do rentals and a, a county license to do rentals, which is what I thought I only needed. Well, long story short, I get to the end of listing it and Airbnb asks me for my permit number. And I didn't know what that was. And it says, in the link, you know, you must have a permit number for this zip code. Here's the link. Go on their city website and grab it. So I went on there, go through the stuff. I fill everything out. Turns out Newport Beach only allows 1,550 rentals, short-term rentals, which is 30 under 30 days. They only let 1,550 at any given time. Total so you have in to, the whole city. Correct. In the whole city. And if you look on the map, every single... I mean, it's littered with, um, with rental, you know, short-term yeah. rentals. It's just everywhere here. Obviously it's honest from what the research I did, which is why I loved it is the number one place to live in the country period. Is End it? Of story. Like beautiful. as far as economic growth, the, there's no, um, land does not go down. Equities built every, even during recessions, everyone wants to live here. It's the weather's yeah. bananas. It's great here close to the beach um, yeah it's, it's clean i haven't seen one homeless person here in three months it's just crazy wow. how nice it yeah is. anyway so 1550 i go sign up for the wait list i said okay sure boom i'm number 500 on the wait list <laughs> oh, shit. so i call the city and i was trying to figure out what's going on they tell me it's a between a five and ten year <gasps> wait for the permit to come through and i'm now on the hook for four units so this right. is kind of trial by fire. Like I'm giving people ways to do things without getting it like themselves in trouble. Kind of like what I yeah. did. Fortunately, the owner was an awesome lady. I helped her son with baseball. He's in high school and blah, blah, blah. So we became, you know, friendly at least at, yeah. at the very least friends to friendly, you know? So I call her up and I tell her about this. She had no idea about the permits either, which was great. Wow. She's, and like, she's a okay. landlord. Yeah. And so it goes by address. So I can't say you have, say you had a permit. You can't sell me the permit. It's attached to the address no matter what. So you'd oh, have wow. to sell me the house with the permit. So that makes them even more valuable. 
So yeah. if you find somewhere that's for sale that has a short-term rental permit, they never add that value to the cost of the house, which is crazy. Because I found Huge. four in the time being, I found four on the beach. That's a whole nother story, but let's, uh, it's huge. It's priceless. To me, it's priceless yeah. because short-term rentals in Newport is, is like printing money. It's just, they do 10 times, 10 X of what the rent is daily. You know? Well, and so. it's, it's a pro for the landlord because it fills the vacancy. If she had four units and they were vacant, like she's losing money as well. Cause she still has to pay that mortgage. Correct. Well, not them, but normally, yes, they own every, they owned everything free and clear here. Oh, nice. that's, it was it was a great situation for them. Um, yeah. So she goes, okay, you know what? We're going to squash the other three. I go, I'll take one. I'll do a midterm rental, which is 30 days or longer. Uh, and I'll see how that goes. And if I get that one rented, I'll take the other, another one. And we'll rinse yeah. and repeat for 30, the, the midterms. So that's how I have the place in Newport now. It's a 30-day midterm rental. I do have it rented out for two years. Um but the amount of money is a fraction of the cost for a midterm that I'll make as opposed to if I could short-term rent it. So my number one rule for anybody that's doing this is make sure you do the due diligence all the way down to the city level to see what you can do with short-term rentals for sure. Do you just like Google short-term rental and then that zip code or like how do you no. find that Well, you could do it that way. I would just go, almost every city now has a link on their, on their website, the city website about how they yeah. do rental, their rental policies. Almost every single one. Like Huntington so Beach has to... one and each thing is, it, the whole city is um, graded like with a letter and A can do certain kind of rentals, B can do certain kind of rentals, blah, blah, blah. Do you have to hire like a like a real estate attorney for this? Or how, mm -hmm. like, how do no, you know? No. No. Just got to do it yourself. Okay. So you got to like see if it's allowed in that city and state. Correct. And you have to look at the state level too, right? Um, most all state, states don't really, there's no state that says you can't do short-term rental. There's no, there's okay. no such thing as that. Chicago, you can't so do is, them anymore. Oh, really? They banned it unless you already had one. You grandfathered in, but you cannot no longer do short-term rentals in the city of Chicago. As do they new... consider that like a hospitality license? Like I read somewhere that that's like some areas require a hospitality license, almost like you're a hotel if you're hosting you, an you, Airbnb. Or... Yeah, you could do a boutique hotel. Um, mm -hmm. the, the problem with that is that's multiple units, so it can't be that way. There's no yeah. way that it would be a hotel or hospitality because it's one unit. You'd have to have like multiple, like four, four air, uh, bed and breakfast, I guess you could call it with four units would be boutique hotel. But mm -hmm. at one, it's not either. It's none of those things. So it's right. just a, it's an STR short-term rental. So you basically go to a landlord and do you have like a, do you write them a letter? Do you call them? Like, how do you so, start that process? There's a couple ways. And there, there's, for me, I, if I am, if I can do something to save time, I would do it. So I found a really good company that will go out and find landlords that will do it for you. Okay. And they do all the due diligence and, and they find out about the permits. They do all that stuff. So I get rid of all that time that I have to do. You sign something. You, they get paid. If I don't sign it, if I don't decide on the place, they don't get anything. So oh, it's wow. almost a risk-free service. And yeah. I can put the cost of what I pay them into what the rent is. So Can you say who it is or is it something like, do you have an affiliate link that we can put in show notes? Um, no, actually they have a, they have a free, um, what is it? Capital Consulting. Um, okay. I can send you the link of what they do. Yeah. People can sign up for their newsletter for free. They have a free newsletter. Then they have a paid service, which is what I do, where you give them your um, requirements of what you want and yeah. minimums, maximums. Um, so they do rental occupancy, uh, average daily rate. It does all the stuff that you have to really get good with to be able to find a good spot. Because like I said, mm. you could just get a landlord that's ready to go, they just give it to you and then you're, then you're stuck with it, you know? So yeah. for me, I have like certain things that I have to have, like it has to show at least 70% occupancy rate. Uh, I need to make at least 2000 margin. 
uh, between the, the rent and what my charge is. Um, I ask for three years lease so I can get three months free, so a month per year. And that way I can build up some capital for three yeah. months before I have to pay any money. And then, then it's smooth sailing um, after that. Uh, I also do furnished, so I don't have okay. the, I don't have, and that makes it tough. So there's a lot less places that you have to choose from, but it saves me the headache of having to uh, furnish a place when I don't live there. Boom. Play it. Have you ever listened to a commercial on the radio or a podcast and thought, I could totally do that? Well, I am challenging you today. Being a voiceover artist is an amazing side hustle that can be done from the comforts of your own home. Heck, it can be an amazing career. Just ask Jesse Carroll. Jesse's got over a thousand voiceover credits to his name. Ever watch Backroad Truckers? He's the narrator. He's also done a ton of commercials for brands you would definitely recognize. If you're ready to try your hand at voiceovers, go to marriottsonthemove.com and head to my favorites page to learn more about his new digital course and coaching package. If you use code MOTM, you'll get 20% off at checkout. Have you heard of Monate or Modern Nature? I hadn't either before my friend Monica was raving about their skincare products that she's obsessed with. I took their hair quiz to find out which product line would be best for me since I just happened to be looking for new shampoo and conditioner, and I signed up for their VIP package that got me a little bit of everything to try out. Turns out, they are the first anti-aging hair care line in the world, which I didn't even know was a thing, and their products are gluten-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, which means they're never tested on animals. Now, I'm obsessed with their rich formulations that feature botanical extracts, essential oils, and other naturally-based ingredients, and I want to share those products with you. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can hit the faves page on my website site. It's safe, EU approved, and clinically tested by third parties. So essentially, robustness approved. Now back to the show. Right. Like, cause I'll do all over the country. I just won't do where I live. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. It'd be impossible to make a business out of it if you only do where you live because right. The pool is smaller, the amount of landlords um, that agree to it. They, they Again, they always think it's a scam as well because right. they hear Airbnb and then they're like, no, I'm right. doing it. It's going to ruin well, my house. The, the blah, blah, blah. cons for them is like the yeah. wear and tear. Like they hear the horror stories about people having Correct. parties. Like one of my girlfriends, um, she lives in Fort Lauderdale and she they've got a killer place. It wasn't really updated at the time. Like now her and her husband live in it and they like remodeled it and it's gorgeous right on the waterway. Um, it's amazing. But she had a, uh, she had been Airbnb it like prior cause they were living up in Jersey and it was crazy because she got a call from one of her neighbors. Now all of the neighbors own it. They live there full time. So they didn't love the idea of the Airbnb or our VRBR or whatever she was using at the time. But she got a call from one of her neighbors one time saying like, they're jumping from the roof into the pool. You need to get these people out of here. And like, that's all, you know, you hear horror stories like that. And the landlord's like, heck no. Like, I want to vet everybody that stays on my property. And I want to like, you know, make sure that I'm, you know, being able to charge them for late fees if they're, you know, if they're late on their rent and all that stuff. But you can't, you know, there's also- Well, Airbnb, they pay it all up front. So there's, there would be no late fees. Um, Yeah. Also, though, for me, and I might be on the minority, I don't care what the neighbors say, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. none of their business. They don't own the property. People think they own neighborhoods because they happen to live somewhere. It drives me crazy. Right. So, I mean, most I, people are very respectful. Like, I, I correct. Airbnb yeah. a lot. There's horror always- stories for everything. I get it. Everything. I mitigate yeah. that. So, I have a list of things. So, I think the way I go towards, because I've got my own deals. I don't only use a finder, but I do yeah. it a little bit differently. And because I, I use the gym and my baseball network as a yeah. selling ploy, because a lot of the rentals I can get are from players, coaches, um, people that work for the teams. And now I've tried to branch out into like college recruiting. So like um, when colleges are bringing in recruits to like show them around, instead of them having to stay in the dorms or a hotel, they can go through me and stay in a house 
or if like a kid's playing for a team and their parents or family are coming in to watch them play or pro players, they can yeah. go through the school or the team who goes through me and then I put them in a house and it's a lot more comfortable to stay than, than going totally. to a, um, a hotel. So well, in my list, players are coming from like different countries too. Oh so yeah. It's harder yeah, yeah. For them they don't know what good neighborhoods are and like what, you know, so it's probably a little bit of a relief for them to say like, Oh, I know this property. I know the guy, this is going to be safe for you guys. And, and I only really look in 24 hour or 20, 365 day, um, tour like tourism or busyness. Yeah. So college towns, professional sports cities, uh, Obviously, beach, skiing, all that stuff is really high market rental areas for short term. So like Lake Tahoe is always busy in the summer, but it's always busy yeah. in the winter. Nashville, yeah. you know, the surrounding area all the way out to like Pigeon Fork, which is almost an hour away. It's 24-7, yeah. 365 rental times because Nashville is the capital of bachelor and bachelorette parties for some Right. You know what I mean? I've and been then more than right like, Dallas is starting to b blow up. Arizona was really hot and it is, still is, but it's very, 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 very saturated now. Mm -hmm. So I kind of not really looking at that very much. And Scottsdale has a ton, a ton yeah. of um, like permit laws that you have to have, which is just a headache. So I don't even want to yeah. do that. So I, so I have a, I have a list that I, I sent to the landlord. I'm like, look, I put noise detectors in all of my units. It's a really simple thing. I get it on my phone. When the decibel level goes above a certain height, I get a notification. If it goes off more than twice, they're automatically kicked out and evicted, and I keep all the money. It's in their um, contract. welcome contract. You know, they know what it is. Uh, that's huge. I cover all costs of repairs under $750, so they don't have to worry about if the washing machine goes out or something like that, I take care of it. Uh, what else? They get their money um, auto debited every whatever day of the year or the month that you decide. They get it every yeah. single month. I sign long term, so they're they're very secure in having it rented. There's a lot. I have send a cleaning lady once a month, no matter what. But if it's short term, it's every single person that comes in, so it's always clean. And that way, I always and I do I do it for selfish reasons. So I have a good cleaning list and they can give me reports back on how the place looks without me having to go in there and see it myself. Yeah. So they can yeah. tell me, Oh, it's, it was, you know, trash this week or whatever. Right. Like that. So. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're relying on like reviews to tell you, right. I mean, I, I also do really that though. If you haven't, you? if you go through Airbnb, my requirement on my thing, you can't even book it unless you have at least two reviews. Two. Usually yeah, if you I, can get above two, then you know that the person hasn't, you know, decent. tried to screw anybody yeah. over. I actually have to look and see like what, cause I get reviewed as a person staying there. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like the last one, um, I, I, sh I, I have friends that own like that own properties that have our Airbnbs. And it was funny because I had just stayed in one, um, with a couple of my girlfriends out in uh, around the Asheville area, so it was super, you know, in the mountains I'm looking in North in Carolina. For, uh, arbitrage. Oh, really? Yeah, I, right now. It's yeah, gorgeous, uh, especially around this time because it's um, when we stayed there. It was like mid October, so it was just gorgeous. The leaves were changing, all that stuff. But I swear, we walked in, and while the house like looked clean when we kind of peeled back the onion, it was kind of gross and like it was like a dateline episode like the darker it got out like the crazier things we heard we kept hearing things hit the roof and like you know we went to go lay down in bed and they allowed dogs I brought Carter who you can probably hear snoring because he keeps snoring very loud and he just woke up and um but like literally like I I pull, pulled back the covers to get in bed and it was like there was dog hair everywhere and it was gross and like there were no other sheets for me to like change and put on the thing we um there was a hot tub out on the deck which you know in theory was great but the deck itself was disgusting and the we pulled back the hot tub there was no um you know thing to clean it with and there was like tons of leaves and all this stuff in there and it was like i could have wrote like a scathing review and i probably could have gotten you back should've. to airbnb yeah you but should've. i will say that the person that i was renting from was 
really helpful, like going there. They were very, they sent me like a book on, you know, like an ebook on like things in the area to find. They were like very quick to respond. They were super nice. And I, so I sent them a note and I said, I could put this in the review or I could give you some feedback. That's the best. Honestly, that's the best. And so a trick I use for that is I have a thing like what you're saying, but I have like a thing that they get and it says, please leave a five star because getting a five star is the best thing they can do period because it changes you on the search. But if anything less than a five star, please tell me why here. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I will get it taken care of. Otherwise, don't leave a review. And usually, there—I mean, I've, we had over 200 rentals. We've never—we had a—we had one four-star, and the lady was like, "It's because of where it's located." And I'm like, "Woman, it's in the—it's in the thing where it is." What are you talking about? She's like, "It's very far from Scottsdale." Yeah, no kidding. It's in Goodyear. It's 45 minutes yeah. from Scottsdale. You booked yeah. it. I can't you help you with it. that. Yeah. Google map that. So yeah. that was the only less than five we ever got. But being a yeah. super host is a game changer. And that's just yeah. a lazy, that's just a lazy um, landlord. Well, she didn't live there. She lived in California. And so she had a cleaning crew. Um, and so I gave her, you know, she had no idea oh. that that was happening. And so she's like, thank you so much. I mean, she didn't give me any concessions or offer anything up, but she's like, thank you so much. Like we they had a cleaning crew that was, you know, that they had had for years that was awesome. And they retired and oh. they had a new service and she didn't know because nobody had oh, mentioned they it. Were. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, I would have, get, so we had something similar. I had a tenant that was in there for four months and I have like gray tile. And when we, <laughs> when they moved out, someone was moving in that day. Mm. Apparently, they never washed or cleaned the floors or anything like that. Grease uh, stains. The oh, tile was black. And the new people moving in were a little older. And they got back to me and they sent me pictures. And I was livid. And the, yeah. and the, the cleaning person we have is phenomenal. They told yeah. me that the floors were bad. And there's nothing they could do about it, which I got. There's like a four-hour window to get the place clean. I couldn't right. have a, a tile and grout guy get out there in that time. So right. I did have them come out. And I discounted the first month of their year for free. I gave them money back and they were super happy. They were fine with someone coming in cleaning and that kind of stuff. So you have to go above and beyond because there's so many Airbnbs now. The only way to differentiate yourself is to have a eclectic or unique uh, experience when you get there Mm -hmm. and always be clean, 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 clean is number, number one. I'm, I could never do the cleaning because what I think is clean is not what it should be. <laughs> what I would think is clean. Or yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I'm like, this looks fine. And Oh really? It's what about this? And I'm like, oh, I, I know but, before we recorded, we were talking about the TikTok shop and I actually literally just, cause I built my house two years ago and I've never cleaned my ground. I have cleaning people that come every other week, but, um, literally last week on TikTok, I bought this, uh, or two weeks ago, I bought this like thing that like rotates. It's like a cleaner. Uh, it's, it's literally like this big and it's sitting in a box next to like the bathroom where it's going to be cleaned literally this afternoon because it's driving me nuts that the white and gray tile has a slight discoloring on the grout just because I'm such a clean freak that I'm like, every single time I sit down on the toilet, I look at it and I'm like, gross. There's um, so you could find a tile and grout person. It's not too super expensive that can put something on your tile that it won't get dirty. Anymore. I need I need okay. to seal it. Yeah, seal it. Yeah. The builder didn't seal it. Um, yeah, yeah, they never. Did. I did that in or in my Orland house, but yeah, it's it's just something like just I notice it because because I've remodeled houses and I know what it should look like and I know what it looked like when I you know moved in here because I was the first person that ever lived here. If somebody, you know has never owned a place or never, you know, redone tile or something. They're not going to know that it's that, I don't know, just, you know, one of those things, but anyway, like let's, so, um, what, well, so let's talk about the industries. First of all, like you've got a whole network and pool of people that can come in, but it's just not baseball players that do that. Like you've got travel nurses, like people who are displaced from, um, you know, people like I have, I know two people that had fires in their homes and they're renting, 
um, yeah. places while their homes get rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Like there is um, remote working, remote workers mm -hmm. that just want to, the last person in my Newport place, he's a guy that just goes wherever he wants to and works from there and yeah. goes to a different place and a different place. It's for like three months at a time. So there's a lot, there's lots of different people that will, will rent. And those are the safer, you know, you're not, weekend renters, even though you make pretty good money, I don't want them to be honest. Right. Right. Because the turnover, the risk, all that stuff. I just don't, as a, as a business owner, I, I'd like to mitigate risk. So that's the best way to do it is to try to get more longer term, one week, two weeks, 30 days, right. six months. You don't make as much money, but it's, it's still nice. And there's not gaps in your month, which is what you yeah. don't want. You don't want, you don't want like five, because if someone work rents for four days, but someone wants a week, there's, you know, three, and then someone's got the end weekend. Then you got three days in the middle that are never going to be rented just because right. no one's renting from Tuesday to Thursday. There's a gap. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I tell people in my coaching before they like commit to moving to a new city, go and do a city POC, which is a proof of concept or, you know, do a bake off of two different neighborhoods. Like if you know that you want to move to say Newport beach and you know, you've got certain things that you need to have in your neighborhood to thrive, see, like stay in two different parts of the neighborhood for a week or so, Correct. if not longer is what I yeah. always say. And like really feel it out because everything's going to feel magical if you're there for a weekend. But like when you're there for a week or two or three, then you can really get a feel of like the day to day if you would want to live in that area. And sometimes like I, I have a friend speaking of Asheville, he swears that I saved him and his wife $90,000 because they, you know, she had found a place on um, Zillow or realtor.com or whatever that she was like, they were dead set that you know, she wanted to buy that place. And I told him about this concept. I don't even think he was listening. He just, kind of, you know, I, I said, just maybe do a bake off, like stay on another side of the area, you know, kind of go around that, um, that place and see if you like it. And um, they did that. They actually went and stayed for a, the summer and they stayed in a couple different places. And turns out they didn't want to be anywhere near that area because they didn't like it at all they ended up buying a place that's like their dream house. They've got a couple acres of land and they've got, you know, like the house is huge. Whereas like the area that they were looking in, you know, wasn't a good fit for them as a couple, but they didn't know that because they live in Florida, you know? So, I mean, right. this rental arbitrage is an awesome opportunity for them to go and like spend several weeks and, you know, try before you buy and like move all your stuff out. Cause moving is expensive, you know, like yes. just even the physical, you know, getting a truck, even if you DIY it, you're spending a couple thousand dollars on, you know, easily all that stuff. Easily. easily. Yeah. And me more because I don't like to pack and I don't <laughs> like to move. So I would yeah. pay somebody to pack and I would pay yep. somebody to move. <laughs> it's a, it, it is a taxing physically, mentally. It is a taxing event and it can be very traumatic. Stressful. Yes. It's very Anxiety stressful. driven. Yeah, there's a lot of joy at the end once you get settled in, but just, you know, getting up to that point is a pain in the and butt. And then you, you get in and you're looking at all the boxes and the task at hand of packing, unpacking, unpacking, getting everything set up. It's like you look at it like, oh, yeah. I still got like four more days minimum to get all this. I stuff. still have boxes of course. that I have not unpacked and I've been here for two years. Yeah, of course. I probably won't. I probably should, I could just throw them out. I don't even know what's in them. Um, and it'd be fine. But so what are some of the like, wait, I mean, outside of Airbnb and VRBO, like how can oh, okay. somebody find something like this? Like, do you have a so, site? Like how do, how do so you So I have it? my own personal site. Um, okay. but obviously those two sites are the Xerox of the rental world. You know, yeah. everyone says Xerox when it's really copying or right, Kleenex right, right. when it's really tissue. And right. so when people think of short-term rental, they just say Airbnb, you right. know, or VRBO. So there's other ones called, there's a new one called Stay. Uh, it's a good app. Um, there's Furnish Finder for midterm rentals, which is what I use. And that Furnish is almost finder? Furnished Finder. Furnished Finder. Okay. And that is where almost every um, traveling nurse goes to. Mm, um, okay. And then there's obviously hundreds of Facebook groups that you can go on oh, that if I you have a place. So I'm yeah. on like six uh, Orange County, or not Orange County, six uh, national 
um, like traveling nurse groups. You have to get accepted. You have to show them what you're doing and what you're offering. Uh, yeah. That's worked well. The only issue with those is people always lowball. It's like mm. they don't realize that this is Newport Beach and then, you know, it's one of the say most 6000 a month for fully furnished, uh, everything brand new, everything's included. You don't have to do anything except come in and come out. And rent here is high. You know, it's high. So you're not renting in, you know, Toluca, Kansas or something like that. You're renting. Right. Um, you could walk to the beach, walk to the beach in 10 minutes. You could take a scooter in three minutes. You could drive in one minute. So mm-hmm. there's something to be said for that. And they don't get it because they're looking at a site. So right. it's hard sell sometimes because of how, what I have to get for it. And I can't lowball it because then it affects everybody else that are renting around, around you. Do that. So, yeah. um, that, that is what makes it hard, but you're also like, I, I could throw a baseball and hit the hospital. The number one hospital mm. in the country is across the street from my house. It's called Amazing. Hogue, Hogue Hospital. They've won millions of awards and for, apparently it's the best maternity hospital in the country. So, oh wow! you know, I was thinking because of that, it would, it would be, you know, gangbusters, but the cost is what's, what drives people away, Prohibitive. which is understandable. Yeah. Um, totally. You were talking about other industries in the um, in the yeah. arbitrage space. I mean, there's cleaning. You always have to have good cleaners. As an owner, I have three people, three companies on site. Retainer. Our yeah. call. And they, the first one knows the schedule. If they can't do it, then it goes to the next one. It goes to, there's platforms that do it. Um, there's different platforms that help you manage. I would never pay a property management company. You don't have okay. to do that anymore. Yeah. They charge 10, 15 to 10%. I think it's a waste of money. Even if you should be able to navigate it, even if you have like 10, 20 properties, you should. Because of the way the platforms are set up now, everything can be automated. You could do AI for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to do it in the beginning, just to get the swing of things and see how it's run, yeah. that's good. But I think there's no better way to learn than to do it yourself. You know, you have to do that kind of work. And so one thing that I was not good at and what my ex-wife was doing was the um, communications back and forth and set up like the automations of when you check in on day one, you get this on day two, you get that. Mm -hmm. It's all set. And I'm a little bit more um, to the point when it comes to emails (laughs) and stuff. You're a Southsider from Chicago. (laughs) And she is more customer friendly. She was. So I have to learn that kind of stuff now, which is fine. And that's what you need to do. Um, I also think the more you can delegate, the better you're going to be in your business because then you're not wearing yourself thin. You can focus on the things that you're good at and get people to do the things that you're not the best at. Yeah. Is it stressful trying to get people to fill these places? It can be when it's something like this. The way I use it now to make myself feel better is that, especially this place, if it's not rented, I'm living in it. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm justifying what I'm paying because I'm going to live in it. And then yeah. if someone rents it, but you're I'll... lucky you have another place in Arizona that you yes, can go back to. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you travel back and forth. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, I'm looking in Boulder. So I, I what I want to do. So there's a lot of companies out there or businesses that are trying to get arbitrage people in a group. Okay. Mm. And then they teach them arbitrage. I want to do that with my experience, but I also knowing what those groups do, I want to do what they're meant to do. Right. My thing is, and we talked about this, if the person running a group is making the majority of their money from the group and not what they're teaching, then they're almost full of shit. Yeah. They're doing it, but they're not. Like you're in the day-to-day doing it. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to show you what I do. I'm not trying to give you a script and have as many people join the group as possible. So I'll put it, I'll give you an example. I joined a group. Okay. It wasn't super expensive and I wouldn't, wasn't even going to join. All these groups do like a free seminar for an hour that shows you what they do. 
I, yeah. I never join those. I always do it as like, um, as like a shopping type of deal, like to see what yeah. they're offering, see how they go about doing things. But in this presentation, I learned that they give a year free of air DNA. Air DNA per month for one zip code is a hundred bucks or hundred something a month, just a month. World, they have a world one where you can search anywhere in the globe to, that is like 600 a month, okay? Oh, wow. This group was, I think, 14 or 1500 for the year, but you got world global air DNA. So I'm doing the math and I'm like, well, I could pay 1600 for this group and I get world DNA, air DNA for a year, which would cost me $8,000. So Wait, I'm joining the group. DNA? So yeah. air DNA is your bloodline of arbitrage. You can go in there and put in a zip code or an address. It'll pull down all these analytics where you see occupancy rate. So how much it's rented monthly as a percentage. Like I said, I mentioned it earlier for me, anything over 70%. It, sorry, it's my daughter. It's okay. Anything over 70% is what I have to do uh, for it to be rented. Okay. And 70%. then it tells you the average daily rate for the zip code based on all the analytics of Air DNA, uh, Airbnb um, rentals in the area. And then it'll tell you a yearly um, revenue, like what you can make yearly. And then it'll give you a market score, uh, A, B, C, or no, no, zero to 100. And for me, it has to be over 70. Mm, um, okay. So I can use this website that would cost me eight grand for the year. And I got into it from this group for 12 or 1500 bucks. Wow. So I don't even use the group, but I started in the group. And this is where, you know, you can differentiate what a group, how a group is. And they do a monthly call and the guy talks about, uh, I'm friends with Alex Hermosi and Grant Cardone. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're, no, you're not. He's like, I paid <laughs> Alex Hermosi a hundred grand to take a, or no, Grant Cardone a hundred grand to just go on a plane trip with him. And now we're friends. And I'm like, my Jeez, thing, with, yeah, my, my antennas <laughs> go up, my bullshit meter yeah. goes up. And it's like, yeah. usually when people have money, or are very good at sports or something like that, they don't talk about it. If they're talking right. about it all the time, they don't do it. You know what I mean? Right. So if you're talking about your friends are Alex Ramosi, the two biggest guys in like business building in, in that realm, I, chances are you're not really, you know. Right. So you Doing get into this group. Yeah. Can, can I, she's calling me back again. There's something going on. Can I take this for that? Yeah. Hey. Me as an authorized user, I'm so, so well. Can you go back in there? You have to call or go on the business app and make me an authorized user, user before I can even do it at Verizon. Yes, okay, I'll do that. I'm on a podcast right now. Oh, okay. Can you go back there later? Um, not today. Shit. Okay. I just don't want them to turn your line off on T-Mobile, that's all. Well, they texted me. Yeah, they should. you should get a day or two, I hope. They texted me, you're enrolled in T-Mobile paperless billing. You can view the terms. Okay, okay, okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'll take care of it. I'll call them when I get off of this. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Love you. Love you, bye. Right. Sorry. She never calls me, and then she called me twice in a row, so I feel sorry. That's yeah. That's okay. Um, where were we? Oh yeah. So, so I'm in this group and it's a script. Number one, there's like 300 people in this group. Okay. And he's tells, he gives them top 20 cities to look for, for rentals, which you can find online. Then he gives them a script and the script is very generic. Like I would never, it looks like a used car sales script and I don't like it. Right. You have to customize it at least a little bit. And be more personable. And then he's like, you have to send out 200 of these a day. It'll take you 10 minutes, which is right. It's true. But my point is, if you're giving a list of 10 cities, there's 300 people in your group. If all of those people are going into the three city, 10 cities, 
I'm emailing 200 of people a day. All 300 are emailing the same people. So they're going to get the same script multiple times a day. And then you're done. You're completely done. They're not going to respond to you. Okay. So my goal when I started a group and I want to like do like a um, beta group, like test group and have a bunch of people in it. It'll be free. And I want to test how I can do the group and make it to where it's going to be more individually based beneficial than, you know, you know, templated bullshit that goes out to everybody. Um, So I don't, the group is not valuable to me other than I got, you know, air DNA, which is, I use it every day, multiple times. It is huge. Well, but for data junkies, like that's, um, it's so valuable because a lot of times people go into these decisions, like kind of spontaneously hoping for rentals or occupants and that like hope is not a strategy. (laughs) Well, another thing I learned in this group, because it's like a WhatsApp group chat, the people in this group want their handheld on every single thing that they do. Like Grant. Uh, or I don't even know the guy's name. I said Grant because I just had Grant Cardone on my mind. But yeah, <laughs> um, you know, Mike, why? I what should I do about sending people an email that want to rent? What should I do about you know this that? I'm like, hey man, I even say it in the group. I was like, do it yourself. And then he'll message yeah. me on the side. Say, I understand where you're coming from. You can't talk like that in the group. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what do you what do you t-? like? You have to be fun. Like if you get my group, it's going to be like, this is how it is. And if you don't like it, this is how I'm going to talk to you about it because you have to be sometimes smacked in the face to get what you're doing. Like the way to learn is to do it, not to have someone do it for you. You're also a fitness trainer. And like that, that comes from your experience. That mindset is like, you have to try before you can. Yeah. Yeah, learning how to do it wrong is the way you learn how to do it right. Right, failing forward. Yes, it's a hundred percent. It's like learning or winning. That's yeah. the way I talk. Think about well, it. Well, you can only lead a horse to water, and you're not correct. Like, you're not going to be responsible for actually helping them do that. Like they have to do it. So, I mean, I think this is such an interesting topic because, I mean, again, like until you had mentioned it when we were talking, like I had never even heard of it. And this is like such an awesome opportunity for people that, you know, don't want to buy a house, but can manage this and can look at the data and like figure out what places are good. Like it's just a smart business move for somebody that doesn't want to have the overhead of owning a property. Well, and and the bad things about it, you have to have patience because you will 1000% get 900 no's. Okay. Yeah. That is what's good. That the reality of it. And for some reason in my life, I've always picked fields that are 99% failure, you know, whether it was acting or sports or whatever it is, like getting told no is like in my, in my, you know, mental capacity. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like crazy. Yeah. 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 So you are going, you can't. It could take you two months to get a deal. It could take you six months to get a deal. If it's what you want to do, you have to stay at it. I think I can provide ways to do it that will mitigate the nose. Um, and my goal with when I start the group is to have people acting on their own, but using my umbrella of experience and what we have as a way to help them get yeses. Um, yeah like saying, you know, with the, with the uh, baseball players and, and that kind of stuff that I'm telling you, I've gotten mostly yeses when I personally reach out because they see it that way. It it gives them more security that it's not like a a party place. Like, and I tell them, look, I'm going to use Airbnb, but majority of my rentals are going to be coming from not Airbnb, but I also have to make sure I make some money. So if I have gaps, I'm going to have to go to Airbnb, but if I do, this right. is how I do it. And it's not, you know, people coming in to just throw parties and that kind of thing. Yeah. They want to know that they're protected. Yes. Um, and, and a lot of times they probably don't want to do it themselves because book 
bookings do fluctuate and they're on the hook for it. And it, it is a lot of work. They don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. There's And there's another other ways to get better deals is like, because there there's ways on Zillow that you can see how long something's been on the market for rent for. And if it's like mm-hmm. three months, that means the renter, that landlord has not, has had to pay out of their pocket for three months. So they're probably going to yeah. be desperate to get the place rented. So you, you touch on that. You have to be personable. The minute you start getting into templated, you know, introductions, yeah. the bullshit meter goes way, way up. And I just right. don't, I don't like that. You have to be authentic. And if that I mean, means you you're doing to, like, less. Everything... Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, like, but you have to put like utilities and all that stuff in your name. So you're mm-hmm. paying for all of that. So mm-hmm. you have to account for that. You do. Oh, yeah. That's part yeah. of your overhead, I guess you could say. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this has been really, really interesting. Um, I know on Instagram, you're at the Kevin Bay. Like, how else can people find you? So I have an Instagram for the for the property. but It's not live. Oh. Yet. It's called Hybrid Elite Properties, at Hybrid Elite Properties. Um, okay. I'll give you my email that we can put down. Um, and if people are interested in wanting to know more about this or want to join this, you know, beta group. Is that the word? Yeah. Beta group? I would say it's a pilot. Mm-hmm. I feel like beta means weak, but I don't know if that's the truth. Like test group, <laughs> well, well, the test group, the test group. Yeah, yes. the test group. Yes. Um, and I'd be, you know, it'll be free. Everything will be free. We could talk, chat just to start a small community of getting things going, answering questions. Even if you want to do something, if you wanted to do something together, I would be more than happy to do like your first thing and me and you could do yeah. it together. I do all the, the research and processing, you could see how we could do it. And then you can maybe even use it as something that you could make content around too. So yeah, yeah, so it's pretty easy to get a hold of me. I'm pretty active on social media um, with my personal. So easy. I love it. Well, we will put everything in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much for giving, I mean, again, it was like an accidental mention that ended up being something that was so interesting and I just love it. So thank you so much for being on the show. Great seeing you. Thanks. Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I probably should save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. And making time for me, you're making time for future you, and we're both grateful. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and leave me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. In return, if you go to my website, marriottsonthemove.com, and register for the Monday Mailer, I'll send you a free Fred workbook to get your journey started. This is also where you can find all the show notes and all the ways to get in touch with me. A special thanks goes out to Rogue Media for its wisdom and partnership. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward towards your dreams. Oh, and the legal stuff. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. I am a certified coach, not a licensed therapist, and this is not meant to replace the professional advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals. This is solely my perspective based on my own experience and training. Okay, now it's over. For reals. Bye for now.